BULLETCAST F-F-F-F-FOR LIFE Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are finally back. Uh, not back for video. You're not going to be able to be able to see our faces, of course, until Thursday. But yes, you know who I am. The microphone Messiah on the line is the Canadian Destroyer, Brandon. Uh, Brandon, we've done some big things this week. You know, I, I released our interview f- with Brandon from GSW, Global Syndicate Wrestling. I interviewed Latina Heat Shaw Guerrero. Well, that's probably the best interview I've ever done. And we had our 200th episode. How do you feel about all of that, man? Feel fantastic philip it's been great week of content and finally i know it's been a long long time your boy finally was on in the click after years in the making it finally happened congratulations man you know Hugh and i we'd love to having you on and uh i don't think that episode's been released by the time this is out uh and being recorded but yeah it's a lot of fun you, you guys aren't gonna want to it doesn't it. get released i promise you it actually did happen it did happen. It, there was some great content at the end. A, a lot, a lot of banter about athletics between Brandon and myself. That's that's the hints of the heel turn on me, guys. Well, we all know I'm the major athlete. I know we don't have the videos, but I think I pointed at it earlier on another episode. I got all my game balls looking over me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and Kobe, with with Kobe on my shoulder, I can't lose. Absolutely, man. All right, let's break into war games, Brandon. T- let's run down the card. Let's let's see let's see what's up. Well, for War Games, we were at the Capitol Wrestling Center. Wait, 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 wait. We, we didn't do it. War Games! War Games? You got to put a little accent on it. You got to put a little English accent. It's William Regal. But anyways, yes, we were at the Capitol Wrestling Center once again. Uh, War Pigs from uh, Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne, was the main theme. They played a multiple, multiple times. I had to give a shout out. Fantastic song. And if War Games, I mean, War Games happens every single year, War Pigs should always be the theme song for War Games, Philip. I'm just saying. Fits perfectly. Oh, I, I, I 100% agree, you know? And if they ever do Great Balls of Fire again, a Great Balls of Fire, the song needs to be the theme. Goodness gracious. Great Balls of Fire. I mean, I don't think it really invokes the same emotion for a wrestling hype package than. It, you know, it, Black Sabbath song. Hey, they won me over, bro. They did it. They, they did it. I love it. But anyways, we have two War Games matches on the show. So, of course, we have to start the show with the War Games because that's how things work around here. We had the Women's War Games match. Team Shotzi, Shotzi Blackguard, Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, and uh, that is a typo on the thing I am looking at. Uh, Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley, Shotzi Blackguard. And Ember Moon. That's the other one that I that they're missing up on. Then Team Candice, Candice LeRae, Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, and Tony Storm. A War Games match, which this one, the baby faces actually had the advantage. Uh, we had Ember Moon and Dakota Kai starting off in the match, and the baby faces had the advantage. Shotzi comes in, but I, I think in the match throughout, they did a nice way of kind of getting the heels to have the advantage, even though technically they didn't have an advantage or kind of keep their heat while they were outnumbered uh so they go back and forth uh there's i mean we can talk about some things in the middle and at the end but overall team candace the heels win at about 35 minutes the ending sequence sees raquel gonzalez putting io shirai through a ladder pinning her one two three in between 
the two rings, which I, I mean, I guess it's war game. So anything is legal. You can pin wherever you want. Uh, but Raquel Gonzalez getting the upset win. Philip, what'd you think of the match and the decision to put Raquel Gonzalez over Io Shirai here for the finish? Oh, uh, well, it obviously, I think you're going to set up a one-on-one match with Shirai and uh, uh, Sonya Deville Jr. for the NXT Women's Championship. I thought the match was cool. You know, I really thought the faces were going to win. I thought Shotzi was going to have a badass mo- moment because she's the ballsy badass and, you know, pick up a big W. But, I mean, the matchup was cool. You know, the women went to new extremes. Uh, Io Shirai jumped off the cage in a garbage can. There's a meme of not her jumping off the garbage can, but Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street. And the garbage can, so that's funny. Um, yeah, but I mean, the heels won this, so what happened in the main event could happen. So that, I get it. I understand. Uh, Ra- Raquel Gonzalez, I think that's her real name, not Sonya Deville Jr. I, I think she's going to be a big star in the women's division of NXT. I-, I really enjoyed this match. I think going into it, I could have seen it going either way with either the heels or the faces won. And ultimately, I thought uh, Team Canis was going to get the win, really for this exact same reason. I didn't foresee this finish with Raquel Gonzalez pinning Io Shirai. I thought maybe Raquel Gonzalez would pin Ember Moon because she's kind of the odd person out, I think. Uh, her and Dakota Kai were kind of the easy jobbers in this match, but they went with kind of the head honcho in Io Shirai. Uh, overall, a lot of hardcore stuff, a lot of weapons were involved, as Phillips said. Io jumps off the top of the cage, but little kind of funny meme moment, which don't think you should really be having in a war games where Io kind of laughs, puts the garbage can over her head and she does a trust fall dive whatever onto the the entire uh whatever it is seven i was told to be no math seven women including her own team uh i mean we, we don't need to go over all the moves throughout but i will shout out my girl Shotzi. she broke out a cattle mutilation and we all know how i love cattle mutilation the wrestling move gotta be I, clear gotta be clear here um I, I, i've heard in some circles that people we know and just love cattle mutilation. I'm, I'm just here to talk about wrestling, Philip. That's all I'm here for. I'm here. The, I'm, here I'm, so talking about the move. I'm talking about the move though. There okay, are people, there are people within our inner circle that love cattle mutilation. And I'm one of them. Yes. Cattle mutilation or the last chancery. I mean, they're both kind of the same move as a Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson boy. It's cattle mutilation. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm a fan of the last chance I, I broke one of those out in my living room once did not end well. Anyway, uh, to the next match. Well, to the next match, it was Timothy Thatcher taking on Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Thatcher has been stretching kids for the past month, and finally Ciampa goes and steps up to him. At the end, Tommaso Ciampa gets the win in about 17 minutes. Uh, Ciampa hits his move and pins Thatcher, kind of a nice uh, pinning sequence where he kind of lays on top of him, forcing both of his hands uh, or at least one of his shoulders down on the mat. I thought that was a nice little cool touch. Uh, stiff knee to the ear of Timothy Thatcher with busted him open. Thatcher seemingly had his equilibrium in check. It didn't seem like he was hurt too bad. But that or Thatcher doing the job here. Philip, what did you think of this match? Uh, this was dope. And, you know, the bloody ear, you know, that's a new form of blood I haven't seen in wrestling. Uh, and I was like, oh, I like that. that. That's dope. That's what's up. Um, a DDT won the match. I mean, the, the, the Hangman's DDT, the Whittle's Bell. I really I really did uh, really did like that. I lo- loved it a lot. Um, but, yeah, it was cool. I mean, I don't think Ch- Champ has had really a big win since he's been back. And, uh, I mean, 
a win over Thatcher, it's not going to kill him. I mean, Thatcher was a NXT tag team champion, but obviously I want to see him like the North American or the heavyweight title picture. I don't know, but this uh, this is going to elevate Ciampa for sure. Maybe uh, the next takeover or on the uh, New Year's Evil show on the 6th, they're going to do um, Ciampa versus Balor for the title. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this match. I think 17 minutes was very generous. I did not expect it to be this long of a match. I thought they worked really hard. They, you know, wrestled fantastic as you would as you would expect from these two guys here. Uh I wouldn't say a gripe, but kind of going back in time, Thatcher tapped out to Kushida 2 weeks ago, really clean as a whistle in the middle of the ring even though that's Thatcher's gimmick is he's the guy who stretches people. He shouldn't be tapping out. So I thought maybe that was a little head scratcher kind of going back in time, especially now that Thatcher lost the match here. And I thought Thatcher, he can take pinfall losses, but I think it's one thing for him to, you know, get tapped out and get stretched by Kushida, who's, let's be honest, he's not really doing all that much. So maybe it kind of diminishes Ciampa's win a little bit less, but they had a stare down Ciampa in the ring, Thatcher on the, uh, the ramp kind of hinting at the fact that they're not done. Maybe we're going to get one more as I hinted to uh, off air on in the click. when we talked a little NXT that possibly uh, they, these can be like the new Seamus and Cesaro, the bar where they kind of just beat the hell out of each other and they become best friends. Yes. Yes. That is, that is all a possibility uh, with, uh, with a uh, Champa and uh, Timothy, 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 Thatcher. Uh, Brandon, what is next for NXT TakeOver War Games? Well, next they show Damon Priest, Johnny Gargano, and Leon Ruff warming up for their match backstage. Great, great storytelling. Love to see that. Uh, then we have this strap match between Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes for, I don't even know, the past few months. This feud has been going on a relatively long time. Cameron Grimes uh, has been kind of the cocky, over-the-top heel. Dexter Loomis being creepy, stalking him. And they had a strap match. Uh, the match goes 13 minutes overall, kind of what you'd expect from this strap match. I actually surprisingly enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought they kind of exceeded my relatively low expectations. The finish was botched sort of with uh, Loomis tying up uh, Grimes and you know, kind of pulling the strap out from under his leg so he could hit his head, quote unquote, on this on the chair that was set up. But Grimes didn't really come close. He obviously, you know, just kind of slapped it with his hand. But Overall, I really enjoyed the match, and I thought it kind of overstepped its bounds. I thought it was better than it probably had any right to be. Yeah, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I mean, them just yanking each other by their wrists, which hopefully nothing comes out of its socket. I mean, yeah, yowzers. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, Dexter Loomis, I know we got, like, thrown a back body dropped over the barricade. That was cool. And, uh, yeah, uh, it, it ended clean in the middle of the ring. Uh Dexter Loomis with this sleeper, kind of like an Anaconda Vice-like maneuver where he just like puts him to sleep, and then I, I love it. As much as I keep talking about Cameron Grimes, and I was you know, Trevor Lee's number one fan back in the day, still am, still a big fan of Cameron Grimes, I kind of wish he would have won this match, mainly because I thought he can make the – maybe not like the next step up to like the NXT title pitch, but maybe hover around the North American title scene. And Dexter Loomis, I know we don't talk NXT all that much, Philip. What's kind of your take on what they're doing with Loomis kind of being the, the Stone Cold – killer or whatever not exactly like stone cold steve austin but in the the more the, regular the psycho. terms the, the psycho yeah i mean this is kind of what he was doing in tna but except he was like stalking women and we you can't do that in today's world because you know they're gonna come for you um him stalking 
hit men, his opponents or whatever. That it, it you know, he's playing and a he's mind an artist. Game. And he's an and, artist. Go see Dexter Loomis down at your local boardwalk whenever those things open up again. Absolutely, he's he's an artist. So yeah, I mean, you you know, this is you know the new mind games character. I mean, it was it was uh, Hunter for the longest time, not Hunter, but a uh, Undertaker for the longest time, and then Mankind and Kane and all these other guys. I think it's fine. You know, just I want to see him in a prominent role. I want to see him like mixing it up in like the North American title picture, or he could have a one off, a takeover one off with uh with Finn Balor. I think that'd be interesting to see him play mind games with the Prince. Yeah, I'm definitely not up for a, a Dexter Loomis Finn Balor main event for the NXT title. Maybe on a TV show, on an NXT title sh- or TV show, maybe, but not not a takeover. Look, why not? Pump the brakes. Pump why the not? Brakes. I think there's a lot better things Finn Balor could do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. you have a problem with Dex- Dexter Loomis? He's the reason why I just have a mustache. Did you know that? Oh, Dexter Loomis is the reason you have a mustache. Yeah, exactly. When I was shaving, I could have just I could have left some down here, but I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll go the Loomis route, like my boy D Looms. And like my boy Cameron Grimes, I'm just lazy and dirty, so I don't shave. Cameron Grimes. Oh, yeah. Fly to the moon, whatever the hell he says. Well, speaking of the North American Championship, we had a triple threat for that title. The champion, Leon Ruff, defended against Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest. The match started off with all three men kind of going back and forth. We saw the uh, Ruff and Gargano actually teaming up on Damian Priest and Priest maybe went a little too over the top. He hit a razor's edge on Ruff into the barricade or whatever they call a barricade over there. So Ruff got escorted, but then he made the heroic babyface comeback. Uh, then we have, you know, back and forth for a little bit. And then we get a bunch of ghost faces. We get like a thick ghost face. We get a slender ghost face. We just have so many ghost faces. Philip, I know you're the big scream guy over here, but in the end, we had Johnny Gargano get the win and not regain recapture the North American championship in about 18 minutes. I know we are not on video at the moment, but Philip has just gone into his closet and captured his ghost face mask. Philip, I was ghost face. I, is it the bloody one where you hit the pump and blood? No, no, it's not that one, but I have a, uh, this is going to be weird guys, but Hey, I got a mannequin face. What does everybody want? Head. We got a ghost face and a head uh, cameo here on the podcast, and we don't even have video. Absolutely, what the hell, we don't. You know, the people that you, you you learn to love it. Uh, but yeah, this triple threat was dope. I mean, obviously the razor's edge into the uh, the barricade onto Lee, Leo Ruff, Leon Ruff, whatever his name is. Ruff. I'm gonna just call him Ruff. 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 Yeah. And then the guy that kind of sold it in the back where he fell against the other one, like, okay, that's cool. But all in all, Johnny Gargano is once again the NXT North American Champion. Uh, Thress. Thress, uh, three times. That's that's the first to anybody to ever do that in, in NXT with any title. So that's impressive. Yeah. And after the fact, uh, Gargano pinned Ruff for the finish. Priest was on the outside, kind of distracted by the ghost faces. Almost tried to make the save, but just was not there in time. But uh, Gargano and one of the ghost faces walked up the ramp and he took it off, took the mask off, and it ended up being Austin Theory. Austin Theory doing his best Vince McMahon impression, saying, Austin, it was me, Austin, all along, whatever. Uh, I don't know what this means for Gargano and LeRae in terms of they had 20 bazillion ghost face. Are they going to like open that up to have themselves a little faction or a little army of ghost faces, or is this just kind of a one-off? Because I, I'll be honest, I did some – not in, I, 
did some investigated, and one of those ghost faces kind of look like Bronson Reed. I'm just saying, thick ghost face kind of look like Bronson Reed. But we have Indy Hartwell teaming up mostly with Candace, and now it's looking like we're gonna have Austin Theory teaming up with Johnny. Philip, what do you think of that kind of foursome and what the younger talent can do for the Garganos? Foursome? Younger talent? I mean, last time I checked, Austin Theory is like 20. And I don't know how old Indy Hartwell is, but she looks like she's a youngling as well. About, about 25, 26, I would, I would think. Uh, are favors going to be done here? Is that what's going to be happening? They scratch their backs, they scratch their backs. I, I'm doing my research. I'm not listening to you, Philip. Uh, oh. Indy Hartwell oh, okay. is 24 years old. Okay, so she's my age. You know, I still feel like I'm wasting my life, Jesus. Um, I, you know, they, they, uh, they need these, uh, these people with them. You know, sometimes you just need a, a heater or somebody to just take, take the bumps for you while you scurry away. I, I'm interested. I'm down for all of this. I can't wait to see what's gonna happen. It shall be interesting. I mean, I think Austin Theory was kind of the thing or the person that I kind of expected it to be the entire time. I can't remember if this is exactly when it happened, but we had a 45. Well, first Vic Joseph was plugging the hell out of a Mattel war games play set. So if you need, if you need a Christmas idea, go get the kid or yourself. I, I don't judge a war games play set by Mattel, but they first, then after we had the lights flicker, Ooh, spooky. Maybe it's sting again, but no, it's not a, not a crow. It's a vulture. And we stared at a vulture for a good 30, 45 seconds. And we heard a voice in the background saying TikTok, which means Karrion Cross is on his way. Really? Really? That's what that means? Are we sure? As an investigative journalist, that is what my conclusions have come to. What if, uh, what if not Sting shows up, but Stang? What if that happens? We got fake Stang. Stang. Um, I mean... Did they already have this in the in the works for the takeover? Because I mean, obviously, people are gonna be like, "Oh, they copied AEW. They're having a crow and a bird there." Arr! Happy coincidence, I guess. Yay, coincidence! Coincidence? I think not. If I was a wrestler, this is my finisher name. Coincidence. In the main event, we had a. War Games match, Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Roderick Strong, and Kyle O'Reilly taking on the kings of NXT, Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, Danny Burch, and Oni Lorcan. This was a more traditional War Games match with the heels getting the upper hand every single time. They started off with Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunne. I think they told a nice story the announcers did of saying Pete Dunne being the only person on McAfee's team to be in a War Games, which your boy was at, by the way. Shout out to the Los Angeles war games. Uh, they go a real long times, almost fit damn near 50 minutes, almost an hour. They go. And in the end, the undisputed era win. Uh, if you want, we can go through, you know, some spots that really stood out to you. Pat McAfee brought at a table for every single member of the undisputed era had their names spray painted on it. Uh, some, some good kickouts, Pat McAfee kicking out of a Panama sunrise, but in the end we had uh, Kyle O'Reilly pinning Oni Lorkin, I believe, for the finish. Uh, yeah, that did happen. I mean, Pat McAfee did a swanton on to everybody, kicked out of the Panama City Sunrise that was delivered by the Panama City Playboy, Adam Cole, baby. Um, yeah, what, 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 I'm trying to think what else happened in there. I mean, there were uh, there was a drop kick to the knee from uh, from Pete Dunne <laughs> to Kyle O'Reilly, and then uh, yeah, I mean, just just a lot of crazy, a lot of crazy shit. A lot of crazy shit happened. 
all in all, the undisputed era won. They're two and two in wall games. They're uh, they're all tied up. You know, two wins, two losses. But uh, yeah, Pat McAfee once again he impressed me. He really did. Uh, candidate for breakout star of the year for our uh, our, uh, our our Cassidy Awards coming up later this month. I think Pat McAfee did another stellar job. He wasn't asked to do too much. Yeah, he kind of had a big spot uh, here and there doing the swanton dive off the cage, which seven people there to catch him. Not a single person did. He just kind of fell splat right onto the uh, mat. But he seemed to recover. We had a low blow to Adam Cole. So McAfee really being a heel here. Uh, I didn't really like the spot where Cole pushed McAfee through or off the turnbuckle through the uh, table mainly because it looked really fake because he like really had a jump you know three-fourths of a way to go through the table but overall i really enjoyed it but i do think having two war games really did take away from the main event because i thought going into it the men's war games had a lot more storyline a lot more heat going into it and then the women's i mean shout out to the women they did a fantastic job they worked their asses off and they had a lot of extra gimmicks i would say in terms of like you know the weapons and kind of bigger spots so i think that does kind of take away from the men's match in the main event so i i think this just kind of go and the men's match was 50 minutes it was really long they had good spots but they were kind of spaced out over a long period of time so i it's one of those things that wwe likes to do is like to have one men's one women's and maybe another one when it comes to these gimmick matches and i think having one took away from the other no, you're you're 100 right. Uh, wall games should only uh, be contested in by people who have genuine gripes with each other, not just a whole bunch of other women who won't have anything to do. Hell, put them in like a, a six pack challenge or something. You know, do just a five way scramble, do something like that. Yeah, and I don't and I don't want to like sound like I'm crapping on the women by any means, because honestly, I think the women's war games match I would say was the best match of the show, I think, because it was short. It was the first match of the show. Crowd was, I mean, the limited crowd that was there was relatively hot and uh, they pulled out all the stops. So for better, or for worse, I thought the opener war games was the better one, even though maybe it shouldn't have been. Absolutely. 100%. Hey, all right, Brandon, what is your grade for war games? 2020. Well, it feels like I say this all the time. All these takeovers are always fantastic. So it's kind of hard for me to give a grade per se, but I'm going to give war games a solid, solid B plus like an 89%. I thought all the matches were, were really good. Nothing was like match of the year. Fantastic. Like some of the other takeover shows have been. So that, that that's what kind of takes it away. It's uh, maybe the second tier of NXT takeovers, but uh, still really good show and recommend you guys check it out if you haven't. Absolutely. I'll, I'll give it, I'll give it about 88, 87.5%, 88, something like that. Uh, yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was a cool one. Uh, I, I wish I got to see Finn, Finny Finn, uh, do his thing, but uh, maybe maybe we'll see that uh, the next tape go over. Or NXT New Year's Evil. I, I guess that's their play on New Year's Resolution. Even though it's, even though it's on the 6th, so it's not really like Eve, 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 Eve you know, whatever. They could have just done a New Year's Evil. Yeah, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Hopefully we get uh, something good out of that. All right. I guess that's going to do it. Thank you guys so much. Thank you um, for the continued listens. I uploaded to the bullet cast uh, Instagram story. And it's on my personal Instagram and Twitter, all the minutes of content I've released for the bullet cast. Hey, it's, it's been for you. It's been for the fans. We love our fans. You guys are so wonderful. Thank you so much. I've appreciated having Brandon here for the past three years. Cindy, you've joined our show. Thank you so much. 
Uh, yeah, guys, that's going to do it. Stay clean, stay strong, stay safe, stay quarantined. Diamonds are forever. And so is the microphone messiah. Booyah, baby. This has been the Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening.